sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. What are you afraid of? And what do your fears reveal to you about yourself? That's what we're going to be talking about today on Ignition. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to set your faith ablaze so that you might live the adventure that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we get into the topic of fear and our fears, we want to remind you that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode or if you have ideas for future episodes, please contact us. This is easiest way to do so is by email, and the address is ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. I'm joined as, not always, I can't say always anymore because I've been bringing some of the people mm-hmm. in, you know, trial. Get sick of me. Trial, see if I can find somebody else. I have to tell you that as soon as you said, you, okay, I want everybody to know. This is I, I do not. Yes. I, I was not told what the topic was today. No, not at all. And that is the thing you say, what is what, some of your fears? Not knowing what's going not to happen knowing. here at Ignition. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> I don't know if I say I'm don't. afraid of it, but I don't like it. Uh, so, so before <laughs> before we talk about your fears, Renee. <laughs> oh, great! Real quick, who are you? Oh, uh, we, we haven't done, done this for a while. while. Uh, Renee Kranz, I am the director of communications for the diocesan offices. Um, uh, from Watertown originally, grew up in Castlewood, married to Ryan for be 20 years in like a week. Yes, folks are actually listening. You will have uh, just celebrated your 20th. No, it's the 8th. Yeah, but. Oh, this is, this is a week after. Sunday. Okay, yes, yes, yes. It's yes. later than that, I think. Actually. So, yes. Yeah, 20, yeah. 20 years on yeah. June 8th. Yeah. So, we're excited. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. So, actually, that's going to tie in. Oh, okay. To our topic for today. Let me tell you a story, Renee. Oh, ooh, so story I'm, time. Let me get I'm snuggled story in. Story <laughs> time. Story time. It was a dark and stormy night. No. Um, I am reading a Dean Kuhn's novel right now. Okay, I have a funny, real quick. Please. When we used to live in Rapid City, and we, I, whenever I would have to drive back to this side of the state by myself, I got Dean Kuhn's novels on, on tape at the time, on tape. Or CD because that was how I could stay awake because I hate scary stories and scary movies and scary books, but boy, that kept me awake. <laughs> so it's funny because for those of you who maybe are listening, you, you, there's a, when I said Dean Kuhn's novel, there's a little shiver <laughs> yes. uh, in, on, in, went throughout this Renee's body. So I've only read um, a few, like this is probably the, the one I'm reading, 77 Shadow Street, 77, I think it's like 77 Shadow Street, something like that. It's published tomorrow in 2011. 14, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. This is only like the fourth Dean Coons novel I've ever read before. Um, I've read a number of Stephen King mm-hmm. novels. And, and, and have I read any scary or horror movies or uh, books beyond that? I'm not sure that I have. Um, so, okay, well, let's stick with Coons for just a minute and we'll, we'll wander. Um, so I'm reading, actually, no, no, I'm going to wander. <laughs> so, I'm so I shocked. <laughs> hated, I, I never watched scary movies growing mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Never watched them. It was final. I think, I think the first horror movie that I watched was Pet Cemetery, and I was oh, a yeah. senior in high school. Um, and then like in college, I, I, I got it. I, I started. I started watching more of them, and so uh, yeah. And I and I read some novels, like I read some King in high school, but movies, um, not really much of until college. Um, 
but I don't like. I, I, they're not definitely not my go-to fiction. Right. So okay. I don't. I. I. This may surprise you, Renee, but I read mostly theology. I'm, uh, and st- <laughs> I'm t- so surprised. Shocking. So shocking. surprised. Um, that, that's yeah. But a few times, usually, usually around Christmas. It's not Christmas right now. Obviously, you should branch out once in a while. I do. But I do. At least is, once yeah. a year. Um, <laughs> So G.K. Chesterton, mm-hmm. I think that counts as not theology because right? it's fiction. Oh, yeah. Well, his his fiction stuff, but other others. So I, I read I read some uh, Catholic fiction, mm-hmm. but others too. For a while, I was into the teen dystopias for some reason, like, like Maze as an Runner. Adult? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Maze Runner. Um, the uh, what's the one with the girl and she's the bird fire. Thank you. Hunger Games, the bird fire, you know. The, Hunger the Games great. is actually one of my favorites. Hunger Games. Um, well, I we were at the library a, a month or so ago and browsing the shelves. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll pick up some fiction. I just I, I just finished a Chesterton novel, which I loved. Um, but let me try something else. So I grabbed this Coons novel. So I'm reading, have you figured out where we're going yet? I don't even remember. Okay, I, at I, all. I would have been amazed if you were. <laughs> so in this novel, um, one of the this this is a trope that you see a lot in horror. You know what a trope is? Mm-hmm. What's a trope? Um, basically like a, a stereotype kind yeah. of. Yeah. So a trope in a, yeah. So in, the, in this case, it's a plot device trope in in horror movies. So I'm reading this novel, and there's a couple characters, and I'm only about halfway in, but there's a couple characters who are being changed into something creaturely. <laughs> okay. Probably dis- monstrous, monstrous. This isn't a Dean Coons. Dean Coons. Okay. Yeah, they're being changed. He's changed things since I read it. Well, really? gosh, I was that was like 2000. Yeah, really. What? What? Well, I don't. I don't remember. I don't know if I could. But remember. what were they about? I mean, there was one. I swear it was in an amusement park. I'm thinking. Okay. See, he kind of. He's like he straddles the line between just sort of a thriller and horror. Like he's okay. not. You know. Okay. He, in fact, when I was looking for a fiction, I was like, "What's a good thriller?" His name came up. Is it more horror? Well, he again he straddles that okay. line. So people are being changed into something else, and oh. So 25-ish years ago, I watched a John Carpenter movie in the Mouth of Madness. Mm-hmm. I think Sam Neill is in it. Have you seen it? No, I just okay. remember hearing about okay. it. Okay. Sam Neill is in it. And in it, there's there's a, a character, a woman, like Sam Neill's kind of like partner uh, as they're investigating something that's going on. And she also, something happens to her and where she's being changed okay. into something else. And- this Dean Coons novel, which I'm reading now, and this John Carpenter movie from 25 plus years, yeah, 25 years ago or so, both of them, the characters say things like, um, I, 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 I'm, I'm becoming something else, or I, I'm, I'm losing myself. Okay. So in the movie, she, I'm losing myself, and she was terrified by this. Like she was losing herself. Mm-hmm. In the book, uh, um, these characters, they're, for, they're like, huh, this is weird. I'm okay with this. I'm... I'm losing myself, but I'm okay with it. This is the thing that occurred to me um, as I'm reading this. So it's a trope in horror fiction. We're scared of losing ourselves. Mm. Okay. What was or the, our life, I suppose. What, but ourselves, yeah, yeah, yeah. ourselves, okay. But because I, they're not, they're mm. not dying, right? They're becoming something 
else. Mm -hmm. Okay. What was the question I asked you early on that I've asked you in a while? The, At the beginning of the show. What am I show. afraid of? Nope. Oh. Nope. Before that. Who are, who am I? Yes. Oh. I did that on purpose. Brady's like, what's happening? I what's answered it on? wrong, what's apparently. Um, no, you didn't. <laughs> I'm a child of God, Chris. What else do you want to know? <laughs> uh, who am I? Mm -hmm. So what, what occurred to me as I'm, as I was reading this in this, oh, I connect this dot. I saw, thought vividly of this, this scene in the movie from 25 years ago. There's a primordial fear within the human heart about, um, well, losing our identity or around identity. Mm -hmm. So in the case, so, so uh, whether it's like a Stephen King or a Dean Coons or John Carpenter, one of the things that they, and I don't know, I don't think they're doing it really consciously. It's just, it's, they tap into our deeper fears. Right. Like mm -hmm. usually the masters of horror what makes them a master is they're able to really vividly portray things that many, most, almost all of us are, are deeply afraid of. Mm -hmm. So what occurred to me here is uh, I, I just, huh? Like this, this wondering around the reality that we, we have a fear. I think most or all of us have this fear of, of losing our identity, mm -hmm. which goes back to the question of, well, who M right. I, so um, I, I I I'm yeah. And people can connect their identity to kind of bizarre things sometimes. Like, so wh that where they are you maybe going with shouldn't that? Like be what, where, where are you going with that? Like they connect their identity too much to what their job is, sure. or um, that they're a wife or a mother, yep. or and that isn't your only or most important identity. Right. Right. So it's part of who I am, right. but does it go to the heart right. of who I am? Right. No. No, as you just said. So I wasn't trying to test you or trick you, but I just I knew that I wanted to talk about identity and mm -hmm. I've asked for a while, well, who right. are you, Renee? Right. Um I've said recently, I don't know if it was on Ignition or somewhere else, um, my longtime your 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 predecessor in in this chair, my longtime co-host for the Andrew Dickinson. Mm -hmm. The beginning of almost every show, every episode of Ignition, I'd ask Father Dickinson, "Who are you?" He'd say, "I'm a beloved God, a beloved Son of the Father." Uh, he'd go on. He's a priest. He knows that together. stuff. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Most of us misidentify ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's we know our name, right? But in terms of our deeper identity, we do get it wrong. And when we get our identity wrong bad things will happen. Mm -hmm. Now, if we get our identity only a little bit wrong, then nothing right. significant. But the more we get identity wrong, the yeah. worse, more inclined. E even, a, even a little wrong can take you down a road that gets it more and more wrong as exactly. you go if, yep. you, if you don't remember what it, yep. where it is. Yep. So, so what, I, what I want to do is talk a little bit more than, so in light of this, again, horror trope of identity, I want to talk, that's, that's what I want to talk about. So, what is our identity and how do we get our identity wrong um, and, and that sort of thing. So uh, that's what we're going to talk about on the rest of the show. But if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Ignition. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, talking today with Renee Kranz about scary stuff like <laughs> uh, losing ourselves as we become monstrous things <laughs> or more uh, realistically losing ourselves as we, as we lose sight of our authentic identity if we ever had it to begin with. Right. But I think there's also this this um, idea of fear when we're trying to grow closer to God 
in that we might lose ourselves in the identity we have currently, and there's a fear behind I, that. Yeah. Is that where you were going to go next? Well, I, like I, that's, that's, <laughs> I, had a, I had a few different options. That's definitely one yeah. thing that's true. But I, before we go further, I want to step back to kind of the premise here. Um, I think being aware of our fears actually is part of our growth and self-awareness. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you, not knowing what the heck we're going to talk about in Ignition, um, what is that? what is that a manifestation of? I'm sympathetic to that. For, I know what it is. A manif- if I yeah. were in your shoes, let me go first, because in case uh, I, I, it's going to be easier for you if I acknowledge this, because it's unfair to you. For me, it'd be a lack of control. Yeah, that's exactly what it is okay. for me. Yeah, And I will freely admit that. Like, I, I like to have control over things if I can. Yep. And so when I when I don't, it doesn't bother me as much in this ignition setup, because I know you're not going to set me up for yep. complete failure. But- if I don't have control over some things, sometimes it can be a little right scary. Right. It can, yeah. and that that I mean, there's a whole thing about. Well, I think it's true for all of us mm-hmm. with our control issues. It's a manifestation of of how we don't yet have as much trust and faith in God as a heavenly Father who cares for us and loves us in every right. detail of our lives. Right. And that's certainly true for me. I mean, I'm growing. I've grown mm-hmm. a lot, but I still got a lot a lot of ways to go. So on this, I mean, this is a this is a worthwhile tangent. Just yesterday, as we're recording, um, my wife and my oldest uh, flew to Washington D.C. Uh, just for a visit. Um, plane air travel is I, I I love it because it's so convenient, mm-hmm. but I hate it because I'm not in control. Right. So in this case. Uh, we had our tickets bought and everything's fine. Well, all of a sudden, when we went to, uh, when they were checking in a couple, like the day before they flew, a couple of days ago, uh, my wife is on standby for the first leg of the trip. What the heck's going on here? Yeah. Um, so yesterday afternoon, I was angsty. Yeah. You didn't see me much, but I was angsty <laughs> yesterday afternoon because what if, what if, mm-hmm. what if, what now if? Now your daughter's flying by herself. Yeah, exactly. Now, there's 11, so I checked the standby list. There's eight of them. My wife is number four. There's 11 available seats. She's going to get on. Right. She's going to get a spot. Uh, when I when I called um, the airline the day before, they said, nope, she'll have a spot. But still, it wasn't certain. Mm-hmm. And so that lack of knowledge, mm-hmm. um, my lack of control of the situation was causing me angst. Mm-hmm. What if, what if, what if, what if? Right. So that, that's for me um, a way in which my, I want to know things because knowing gives me some sense of control. <laughs> yes. So I'm totally sympathetic. Yes. Yes. But again, that reveals when I'm attentive. To, okay, Chris. Oh, so yesterday, yesterday, because I, I was asking people, would you please pray that this works out? Two people independently said, God loves your wife and your daughter more than you. He cares for them mm-hmm. more than you do. Two people, independently. <laughs> All right, Lord. I get the message. But still, I'm sorry. <laughs> My control issue is coming out. It's hard to trust sometimes. So, but when we're attentive to our fears, yep. they they show us things about ourselves. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's hard because you're seeing, you know, your warts, your, your, your weaknesses. Weaknesses. Mm-hmm. But in order for us to in order for us to be healed of those weaknesses. We have to bring them into the light. Right. Emily and I talked about that recently, mm-hmm. actually on Ignition as well. So that'll be for people who have been listening lately, that'll be a familiar thing. Um, but let's get back to um, this whole identity mm-hmm. thing. 
So when we're, um, you, you had said, so the, the direction you were going to go, which I want to f- follow this trail for a little bit. As we grow in relationship with God, there's a fear there. Because, mm-hmm. So say more about what you were saying. Um, well, as we uh, make the decision, I think, usually it's because you're making a decision. It's not just happening without you knowing it. But to grow closer to God, there's always this thought in the back of your mind, well, what about my life is going to change? What's What am I going to lose? Because I think we always are wondering, what are we going to lose? How am I going to be different? And am I going to like that? Mm-hmm. Uh, will it be worth it? Right. You know? So there's a recognition that if I'm drawing closer to God, that's probably going to change me. Right. And am I, am I and going And for to... some reason, we're wondering if that's a good thing. Right. <laughs> we shouldn't even wonder that. It should be what? like, well, duh, it's a good thing. But <laughs> So why do you think we wonder that? I, I have a thought, but what's, what's your thought on why Why do we like have this like fear, suspicion that we're not going to like the new us? Um, I guess if I... I would say that if you look around around you, more people than not are are more secular and not really getting closer to God. They might seem happy on the surface. They're like, well, if I do this, am I going to be as happy as they are? Am I going to be something else? Um, and I, I really, I mean, it's just, we we don't have good experiences trusting uh, in in how that turns out with other people. So I think that we're just always scared of that. Yeah. At least in, that's how it is for me. There's not a lot. There's not always a good track record of trusting people. Right. So we equate people with God. God, right. So I, so I, I was going to, I'm glad you used the word trust again. Yeah, I think this is, so the, the, theologically speaking, to use more uh, theological, technical language here, I think this is a manifestation of original sin in us. Right. We don't trust God. Right. We have this like within us, there is this this doubt that he really cares for us, and that's that is within our psyche. Mm-hmm. That is the effect in us, the, the mark, if you will, the stain. Even though we're baptized, right. we're cleansed of original sin. That is the remnant. That's the the, the effect. One of the effects. Right. One of the effects of original sin in us that we have the suspicion that God is really because it goes back to what did what did uh, Satan say to Eve. Did God really say? Did, did God really say? Mm-hmm. Planting that doubt mm-hmm. about who God is, right. about who God is in her, and then that 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 carries over for the rest of humanity. Right. We harbor this secret doubt. Well, it's sometimes not secret. Uh, this doubt, <laughs> secret or not, about who God is right. and about his care and concern for us. And is that rooted then in pride? Or is that a different thing than that? Uh, I think they're related okay. to one another. Is uh, is it rooted in prayer? That's a good question. I'm not sure I have to think about that okay. a little bit, but they're definitely related to one yeah. another. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I mean, I'm not sure which comes first. To yeah. Be honest. And if you, if you start to doubt whether or not you can trust or God or, or who he is, then you're definitely going to doubt who you are. Exactly. Or understand, exactly. not even understand who you are. Right. Right. So I think that's one way. That so we can be afraid as we're it was the other thing you said we look at other people who are maybe more secular lives and they seem to be happy and living the good life and am I going to be miserable? Mm-hmm. That's also I think a, a, a manifestation of that lack of trust, that doubt right. that God that I'm going to be um, authentically fulfilled, right. truly happy. We 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 doubt that. Right. It's that 
are you sure I don't need those things, God? Exactly. Exactly. Because <laughs> I kind of want them. Right. So right. you sure I don't need them? Yep. 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 So. The other, the other direction, I think, you, the other way to think about, and we've touched on this already, about um, our fear of of uh, losing our identity. So this, this whole idea of our identity is going back to what we were saying early on. We get our identity wrong. Mm-hmm. We tie up our, or the heart of our identity is, is we've missed the mark somehow. We identify it maybe as you, your the examples that you gave. Our, our work, we're a mm-hmm. worker of a, some of some mm-hmm. sort, or a spouse, mm-hmm. uh, and those things are both true. Just to right. use those examples. I, I work for the diocese of Sioux mm-hmm. Falls. My role here is part of my identity, but it's not the heart of my identity. I am Jermaine's husband. I am Elena Carl Noel, Xie Mercedes' dad. Mm-hmm. Those get to the closer more than right. what I do for right. that closer to the heart, but they're still not the heart right. of who I am. So the, those are, but you. Those are good ways in which we can sort of misidentify mm-hmm. ourselves. There are other more obvious ways in which we can misidentify ourselves. I think the worker thing, we can sort of get too yeah. tied up yep. in our jobs. Um, maybe too consumed. I feel like we've talked about this before. I'm about to give a sports analogy. We can become <laughs> too consumed with, oh, the Green Bay Packers. I'm surprised you don't, don't have, have your no. uh, Packers mug with you. I don't really like to have it on Because you carry video. it around with you all the I time. I do, and I wave and it you around. Do, which I think it is an illustration of your uh, misidentification of your identity <laughs> with the Green Bay Packers. Casey's agreeing over there. He, he's, he'd say it, but he's not on mic. Otherwise, right. he, we'd sure. hear him mm-hmm. saying, absolutely, Dr. Bergwald, you're correct. <laughs> um, so those ways, or maybe following a particular music artist or group, mm-hmm. you know, you can, you're, you're a, uh, a groupie, right? You know, it, it could even be being too focused in on what your race is perhaps. Yeah. There you it go. can be yeah. something like that. Yep. That might seem like a good, just as being a father seems like a good, it is a good, if, but if you focus too much on it and put so much weight on it in your life, it can become Exactly. A problem. Exactly. So there's a sort of there's a hierarchy in mm-hmm. terms of my identity. Think some things are more important or more central mm-hmm. to my to my identity right. than others. So the address where I live um, is is a truth the about fact that you're me. an East Sider. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, I mean, East Sider is definitely, as you know, part of my identity. Maybe too much. Um, so it's important that we get it right. So what's the top rung or what's the heart of my identity? And again, this is going back to context, horror movie, horror book mm-hmm. trope. We're afraid of losing ourselves, but who am I really to begin with? Right. Ha- mm-hmm. Having a strong sense of the heart of my identity is so important so that I don't lose myself. Right. Maybe most of us have actually already lost ourselves and we need to go back. Maybe, Or maybe some of us have, have really never discovered <laughs> right, who we are right. at the heart of it. So it's not really about losing yourself. It's about losing the fake self and discovering the real the self. The real self. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But that too is scary. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah my, yeah, because in that false, in that false identity, mm-hmm. I can find comfort because it's right. familiar. Yep. And so I have to peel that off, if mm-hmm. you will. Ooh, that's a nice horror film. Totally is. Uh, <laughs> we got to get him on. Casey, I know. <laughs> I'd like to know what's going through his head right, All right now. <laughs> I know, I know. So who are we, in fact, at the heart of our identity? Mm-hmm. You already yeah. said this earlier. Yeah. 
or and you said sons three, and daughters of God. But I think <laughs> I, I am a myself. child of God. Yeah. I need to like, I don't, I don't sit with that and reflect on that. And most importantly, pray with that mm-hmm. enough. Like I can just say it. Right. Because I know it's true. I got the catechism here. I know the And then catechism. walk away and continue on with work. It. Oh yeah, I'm a son of God. <laughs> I'm, I'm a daughter of God. Yeah. You know, that's, that's nice. Nice little pet myself <laughs> on the head. No, we, we. <laughs> Sorry. There's a lot coming from over there, <laughs> there in this episode. <laughs> we need to internalize this reality mm-hmm. so that we don't lose ourselves. Right. We, we have to. How do we do that? I, <laughs> do, you, do you have a like magic wand I have a to help simp- us do that? I, uh, what, it's one of the, what's it, what is it? Simple, but not easy. Right. I, I do think it's a matter of sitting with it, reflecting on it, and praying with it. Okay. I really think. And that, more than once. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like an Don't ongoing just do it once. basis. Yes, yes. On an ongoing basis. So um, I, I, I've, I've shared recently because it's, it's, it's a really, it, it's a, it's a strong thing. Strong thing. Um, it made an impact on me recently. Uh, this goes back to dur- during Lent. Um, I, I in this occurred to me in prayer how much I I, t- I tie up um, the fruitful use of my gifts with my identity. Okay. I miss I so this you know the idea of hierarchy. Mm-hmm. Like God has given me so the talents that I have, right? The gifts that He's given me. Um, um, my. The, my passion for teaching people about mm-hmm. the faith, for instance, my ability to the extent that I have some to teach fruitfully mm-hmm. the faith to, to other people. I, that's an example of, uh, I can tie up my identity and therefore my value and my worth mm-hmm. too much mm-hmm. in the fruitful use sure. of those gifts that he has given me. So time and time again, he he's invited me, um, and I, I just as I, you grow in self recognition, self recognition, self awareness. I can see when I'm when I'm um, doing that, and so it calls me back to okay, Lord, help me to remember who I am. To help me to to remember, like to really become aware of the, the the heart of my identity is that I am your beloved son, that you love me. And you love me apart from how fruitfully I'm using my right. gifts. Um, you want me to do that. Right. It's good say, that I do yeah. that. It's something that he wants from us. Yeah. And, and it, yeah, definitely good for us. But it's but. just like, so for me with my kids, like I do I want to see them use, their, be quote unquote successful, use their gifts well? Yes. But their heart, the heart of their identity, like, not the heart of it, like the, but for me, I love them because they're my son. Right. They're my daughter. And even more so true, our God with us. He rejoices and delights in us because of who we are, even apart from what we do with the gifts that he has given to mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. So we've got about half a minute left, Renee. Thoughts on that in terms of fear uh, and, and your thoughts on what can we do to Boy. more deeply internalize our identity? I mean, I think you, you said very well that, you know, just praying about it, sitting with it. We have to keep reminding ourselves of it. And I'm, boy, I really need to because I think I forget that a lot. Yeah. I, I can get wrapped up in, in work yep. pretty quickly. Amen. Yeah. And I think so. maybe to be even more concrete, so praying with it, but at like being explicit with God, God, help, help me. me to remember yeah. who I am, to internalize at a deeper level this identity, the reality mm-hmm. that I am above all. Mm-hmm. 
a beloved child of you, the Father who loves me. And the litany of trust might be a good one. Amen. I love that one. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Renee. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And that will wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, you can email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org with any thoughts, ideas for future episodes. And until next time, may God bless you.